The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Healthcare consistently pulled as one of the top issues in the federal election campaign. With the exception of a bit of conversation about pharmacare, not much noise was made on the healthcare front. Well, there is hope that even with the minority government, and maybe because of it, some work will get done, especially when it comes to drug policy and the ongoing opioid crisis in Canada. This afternoon, joined by Donald McPherson, the executive director of the Canadian Drug Policy Coalition. Welcome to the show, and maybe you can start by telling my listeners about your organization and what it does. Uh, The Canadian Drug Policy Coalition was formed in uh, 2011, and it's a coalition of about 50 organizations across Canada and about 4,000 individuals who basically are working together to improve Canada's approach to drugs. Um, so we work at the, the international level, the national level, and at the provincial level. All right. Uh, yeah. Curious to know, you know, watching what happened uh, last night, the election results, your thoughts uh, when it comes to um, the drug crisis, when it comes to health care uh, in this country, um, what uh, a liberal minority government is going to mean um, from, from your standpoint? Well, I'm hoping it's going to mean there will be even more pressure on the uh, government uh, to declare a public health emergency nationally. The overdose crisis, drug poisoning crisis, has taken uh, you know close to 13,000 lives of Canadians in the last three years and three months. It's um, it's an absolutely outrageous uh, number of deaths, and it was not talked about much in the uh, election uh, in the campaigns. Um, and uh, I think a minority government will uh, strengthen the calls for action. Uh, I know the NDP uh, has a very strong uh, position on drug policy, looking at decriminalization and supporting uh, harm reduction. So I think it will stay the course in terms of the government response, but even more, it will uh, probably mean there'll be more pressure for them to do more, and all governments need to do more on this issue. It's always fascinating when you look at the polling going into an election and health care and uh, health issues always seem to top the list. Of course, the federal government only has so much that it can do when it comes to health care. It tends to be a provincial uh, provincial issue uh, mainly, but we, you're right, we didn't hear much about healthcare at all during um, during this campaign. Why do you believe that the opioid crisis does not seem to be on the uh, on uh, on the radar for the federal government? Well, I think it's on the radar. I just think the political leaders during the election, uh, drug policy, uh, the overdose crisis is is such that we need uh, strong new ideas and and we need to change the paradigm from one of punishment and criminalization to one of a public health response and that's that's uh, sensitive territory mm-hmm. uh, drug policy like drug addiction like drugs themselves are highly stigmatized so even talking about changing policy is take some political risk for uh, for politicians and that's really unfortunate the electorate should be saying Clearly, things aren't working. We need to do things differently and support governments that are actually taking a stronger look at alternative policies like decriminalization, like safe supply programs, like regulation uh, of drugs. Uh, And 
Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, when I was reading a little bit more uh, about the coalition today and about uh, decriminalization and the coalition's going to stand on decriminalization, um, you know, I think for a lot of folks, um, I mean, my goodness, uh, I think when it came to cannabis, there was a lot of people out there that thought the sky was going to fall on October 17th of last year. And of course, we, that did not happen. When it comes to the de- decriminalization of, of harder drugs um, th- than, than cannabis, um, people are a little bit more leery about that. Can you explain how that would work and how that's worked in other countries? Yes, and you have to remember, cannabis was decriminalized in many jurisdictions um, 20, 30 years ago in the 70s, um, and the sky didn't fall. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a long time to get to to, to legalize it. Um, so decriminalization, it, more and more jurisdictions are, are implementing decriminalization. The one we hear most about is, is Portugal. Um, and what, what they're and the Czech Republic as well, what they're doing is they're walking the talk that this is a health issue. Uh, it's not a criminal issue. People talk about stigma and mm-hmm. the stigma of substance use, the stigma of addiction. Well, a lot of that stigma comes from the criminalization of the very people we're trying to, we say we want to help. So let's remove that stigma by removing the criminal uh, criminalization of them when they're using substances for their own personal use uh, that's the decriminalization model. It's re- decriminalization of, of possession of drugs for personal use. And it's not, it's not going far enough in our view, but at least what it does is it destigmatizes people who are using substances and encourages them to move towards health and well-being approaches. You, you talk about uh, it being a health issue, not a criminal issue. Um, but then we see safe injection sites being set up in provinces, and then we see um, some governments coming in and saying we need to review them. We're, we're hearing from the, the folks that run the safe injection sites that um, people's lives are being saved, that uh, there's good work uh, being done there. We hear about uh, some people outside of that upset about uh, maybe some of the people in their neighborhood about finding needles, that sort of thing. I mean, how, how do you balance? How do you balance that when when you're you're, you're looking at it as a health issue, um, but then you still have you know provincial level government saying mm, we've got to take a closer look at it, even though it's been up and running and doing a fairly good job. Well, change is hard in drug policy, and the supervised consumption services are indeed saving many lives. No one has ever died of an overdose or a drug toxicity poisoning in an overdo- in a, uh, a supervised setting like uh, supervised consumption services. So, um, you know, the the issue of syringes uh, in in parks or on the street uh, those those are real issues too. And but there's there's ways of capturing those syringes. Most of the syringes are captured within this facility of the supervised consumption service. So, yes, you need to have programs that uh, that have people looking uh, in the parks and on the streets to pick up syringes. Many times uh, that can be people who use substances themselves. They can be training programs or employment programs. Uh, it's not an either-or. Um, so the, the discourse around uh, either or, uh, either supervised consumption or treatment. We need it all. Uh, you yeah. have to remember this is a national public health crisis that is taking place. And uh, surely to God, we can move forward with the 
best evidence-based approaches, uh, which takes you to supervising people who are using, uh, helping neighborhoods deal with the fact that there might be some syringes in their front yards, um, and uh, putting in place programs to address those issues. And sort of, it should be a positive outreach. The community should be coming together around this to to save the lives of their citizens. Donald McPherson is the executive director of the Canadian Drug Policy Coalition. You talk about it being a national crisis. We've seen it right here in Alberta. But um, it, it seems to me, we and we have some really great voices here, pushing for change when it comes to uh, opioids and the, and, and the issues uh, that we've seen in this province over the past number of years, doesn't seem to be getting a whole lot a whole lot of traction, more or less, it's like, yeah, it's not my kid, it's not someone I know, so I don't really care. What is it that's going to make people care about this? I think uh, courage. I think political leaders have to be more courageous. I think citizens need to demand that they look at the evidence and act on the evidence. And doing more of the same is going to cause more people to die. Mm. So staying the course with a that tough on drugs position uh, is is not going to work. Um, It's very frustrating to see uh, families and uh, groups of parents mobilizing, uh, looking for more ideas and and demanding uh, that governments act on the evidence and to see governments resisting that. It's very divisive and it's uh, very costly to a society when the Governments don't respond to this amount of despair and death. One of the things that we hear oftentimes, uh, certainly in Alberta, is a lack of, of treatment beds for, for those who are at the point where they want to uh, get clean, they want to get some help. How do we, how do we work on that? Well, that's another area <laughs> across the country that has been neglected by uh, governments uh, of all stripes uh, over the years. Uh, the addiction services systems across the country are, are not uh, in good shape, and governments do need to invest in, in treatment. Uh, there's all sorts of the spectrum of treatment, from outpatient treatment to, uh, to inpatient treatment. And the government needs to, again, look at where the mm. evidence takes them in terms of what is the best kind of treatment to offer, how to offer it, how to include people who use drugs in the construction of those programs so they actually attract the right people and, uh, and, and help the most people. Miss- um, it's, not, it's not rocket science. Governments <laughs> need to commit to do it. Mr. McPherson, uh, PharmaCare has been floated, uh, was floated during this election campaign. What is the coalition's uh, stand on that? Um, I think it seems that there's a growing consensus across the country that PharmaCare is a, a, a very good idea. It's going to cost some funds, uh, could cost some money, but we have to sort of look at uh, the costs of, mm-hmm. uh, to people uh, of uh, medications and the access to medications and r- really try and figure out the best kind of pharmacare program to deliver. My final question for you, uh, we're now in a minority government uh, situation. We'll look uh, a year, two, <laughs> possibly three or, 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 or longer. Do you think much is going to get done on this file? Um, and not just pharmacare, but, you know, the, the issues, you know, the drug policy that uh, that you're talking about over those next couple of years, given the situation we're in. I think, uh, I think 
uh, we might see a fair bit getting done. Uh, we're at a point where the previous government has laid a fair bit of groundwork in terms of the public health response. I think we need to take it to the next level, and uh, certainly the NDP has a, a good policy on drug policy. The Greens are supportive of uh, of going further and uh, broadening our approach. And so I think there's an opportunity here, and it would be uh, tragic if uh, we weren't able to fully implement a comprehensive public health response to this deadly overdose crisis. Well, we'll be watching, Mr. McPherson. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you.